Uh, is this me network starting? Yeah, yeah. 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 We're, 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 dude, what are you? What are you talking about? No, you guys. Have we have we actually started this? Like, is this? So are we doing uh, late nights with microphones now? What what is this? Hey, who cares? I mean, as long as we get paid, like it, it doesn't really matter to oh, me. Oh, we're, we're we're definitely not getting paid. We don't get paid. Peas and carrots, peas and carrots. Yeah, okay, everybody. Oh, yeah, carrots. We, we gotta get the show moving here, you guys. You guys. Peas and carrots. No, I don't even know. What seriously, we're recording this. Like, <laughs> Joe, which tie are you wearing? I. I I, what? I'm not wearing a tie. I'm not in that. I don't even care. Blue, cool. <laughs> it doesn't matter which tie. Hey, Joe, which hat is funnier, a wizard hat or a space helmet? Probably a wizard hat, but who cares? Mm, Joe, who has my tree costume? I have no idea okay, what you're talking okay, about. Okay, that I, is enough. You see the microphones in front of you, right? Oh. They're recording. Yeah. Recording later nights. Mm-hmm. Our podcast. This isn't late nights. It's a podcast. No one can see you, and even if they could, there's nothing in the show that requires a wizard hat. Hey, Joe, who's the neckbeard who keeps yelling at us? Yeah, seriously, Joe, do we have to listen to this guy? Look, I don't care. I am not the host of this show. This is not late nights. So this show doesn't have a host? Why is this guy telling us what to do, Joe? Because I'm the host! Hey, Joe, we don't have to actually listen to this guy, do we? That, it's me, Steven Montenegro. We've worked together on Late Nights for years. This This isn't isn't Late Nights. So what do we do? Yeah, Joe, tell us, what do we do? Joe, Look, I am not the host here. All right, I'm I'm just in the cast like all of you. I don't care what you do. So we can do whatever we want? No. I'm going to write a sketch about Emilio Estevez. Yeah. Seems dated. Ooh, I'm gonna pay all my characters with a Cockney accent. I am, I am. Okay, that could be worse. <laughs> I'm gonna take up smoking. That does not impact the show at all. Hey, we don't actually have to listen to this guy, right, Joe? Like, please, come on. Hey, someone has to keep the show moving. He makes a good point, Joe. How come this guy gets to be host? I raised my hand. Why, Joe, why am I listening to this guy? Okay, so, does everyone remember when I asked, does anyone want to host later nights? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, and everyone asked if they would get paid more for the extra work. I have a vague recollection. And I reminded you that nobody gets paid right now. We don't get paid? Okay, okay. Listen, everyone. I know this isn't late nights. It's new and it's a different show. And change can be hard sometimes. It can be scary. I'm just as as afraid of the unknown as any of us. Is anyone going to come to the show? Will people embrace our expanding brand in an audio-only podcast format? Will people still be able to tell that I'm losing my hair? I don't have any more answers than you do, but I know that the show will be a success because we're doing it together and we're doing it for each other. If our sketches don't work, we'll be there to comfort one another after the show. And if the show doesn't work, we'll all get drunk together afterwards or maybe during the show. So why don't we just do the best show we can to honor our faith in one another, to show our audience what we mean to one another, and try and turn a profit for late nights. Who's with me? What do you think, Joe? Yeah, Joe, do I have to listen to this guy? Like, just do what he says and he'll stop talking. (sighs) Yeah, Joe is right. Thanks for talking some sense into us, Joe. I'm gonna take up smoking. Yeah. Mm I will take what I can get. Stay with us for the rest of Later Nights with Late Nights Minneapolis. We'll be right back after this.
Okay, so right up at the top of every episode here, uh, after the cold open Guys, in this instance. Uh, a quick note. Back off the mic a little. Thank you. Oh. Be um, nice to this mic. is Eric, our engineer. Uh, we are exploding there. his ears. I'm going to take up smoking. <laughs> um, right at the top of every show, uh, in this instance, after the cold open, we're gonna. Uh, I want to take a minute to introduce the cast and let them talk for a second so the listeners of the podcast have some chance of maybe differentiating voices later on and knowing who is reading what. Uh, so every month we'll have just a sort of general interest question. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and... I'll use it to introduce the cast members. Today's question comes to us courtesy of Late Night's Minneapolis host and Later Night's cast member, uh, who was no help, uh, <laughs> Joe Rapp. He's right there. Uh, so, Joe, you can kick us off here then. Uh, what celebrity, living or dead, would you fight? And Okay, so Joe wrote some follow-up questions for this, and there's one that tickles me so much that I'm just going to throw it in, not as a follow-up at the top. What celebrity, living or dead, would you fight? And would you apologize to them after? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Joe Rap, everybody. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, again, thank you for the pity. Uh, so I, I have thought about this, and I know exactly who I'd fight. I would fight Jimmy Stewart. You want to know why? You want to know why? Because, no, because yeah. that's not the follow-up question I asked. <laughs> because he's ap- really nice. And would you apologize after? I would because he's so nice. Well, I guess yeah, those two were pretty See? well linked together. Wonderful. Um, <laughs> uh, let's 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 shoot down to the other end of the table for the people in the audience. Ian Fishman. Uh, what's oh hey, so- hey, what's up? We, you don't need to clap for everybody. <laughs> but we appreciate it when you do. But uh, Ian, what? Ian Fishman, what celebrity, living or dead, would you fight, and would you apologize after? Uh, I, Ian Fishman. Um, as I, the more that I think about it, the celebrity that I would fight would probably be Jay Leno. Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. Lots yeah, I'm taking I'm taking him off the board, and I'm taking him down on the floor too. <laughs> and would you, you heard me? And would you apologize after? Uh, you know, it I, it depends on how bad the beating is. <laughs> like, yeah, like win like, or lose. Like even if you lose, you might apologize if he beats you bad enough. Yeah, because then I, then I, I'd still want to make up at that point. But like if if I clearly won and I didn't have to apologize, I wouldn't. Oh, makes sense. <laughs> yep. Um, okay, moving along. Uh, uh, Lauren Schwein. Yeah. Lauren Schwein, what celebrity, living or dead, would you fight? Michael Jordan. Okay. <laughs> you didn't even have to think about that for a second. He's like three times my size, and I want to see if I can. That's, 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 that's great. I would apologize in a heartbeat. He was in Space Jam. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, Mike Trost. Yes, um, I think I would pick the cast of Hamilton. Like the whole cast? The whole cast. Like, are you going to do this ninja style, or is it going to be like a one? No, I just think rumble? it'd be a real good way to go out. <laughs> you're gonna get, like, like, I get up to heaven, and I'm like, you're not going to believe how I did it. <laughs> and I wouldn't apologize. Because you're, it's the way to go. Yeah, you'll be dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. On um, my tombstone, it'll say, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so you would apologize. Yeah, Hamilton. but I wouldn't. Somebody else would for me after my death. Um, Lucas Vanasic. Hello. I would fight Robin Leach. Okay. Uh-huh. Let the record show for people listening at home that he just crossed his arms and leaned back self-satisfied. Robin Leach knows why. <laughs> who was that? Robin Leach, the guy, like, guy who did... Uh, Lifestyles that, of the Lifestyles Rich and Famous. Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. Not the Good Charlotte song, Good Charlotte fans. 
there we go. I got Why one in there. Why did that? <laughs> yeah, Robin Leach. <laughs> I, I got, got it. Ada Walton. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, because we're going to rig it so she wins, and then everyone knows that she's going to live forever. Mm, yeah. Okay. Yep. Fair. So you would, like, apologize beforehand. Yeah. yeah, but it'd be like, she'd apologize to me for not reaching out to do this sooner. <laughs> <laughs> Some mutual apologies. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so that's your, that's your cast for later nights, everybody. Uh, thank you. Thank you. I am your host, since I haven't said it yet, Stephen Montenegro. Yeah, who would you um, fight? Oh, me? Yeah. You. Oh. <laughs> I'm not a celebrity. celebrity. Local He's definitely man. not a celebrity. What? <laughs> okay, now I feel bad. But you Good. can still fight him. True. Nice. Yeah, I mean, let's just let's just get drunk and fight in the parking lot later. That's Charge money for that This too. is a plan, okay. Aww. That's how they met. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert, at the end, it turns out we're the same person. <laughs> yeah. Um... Uh, okay, so that's that's your cast. I'm your host, Stephen Montenegro, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break, pay some bills, and uh, we'll be right back after this. Hey. Are you tired of paying full price for zeppelins, blimps, airships, and other rigid aerostats? Is your current lighter-than-air airship not quite as lighter-than-air as it used to be? Are you looking to expand the marketing campaign for your major international tire company? All at low scratch-and-dent prices? Then come on down and see me, Chris Dirigible, at Chris Dirigible's Scratch-and-Dent Zeppelin Emporium just off Highway 107 in Staunchville, Minnesota. Now, I know what you're going to ask. Hey, Chris Dirigible. Isn't Chris Dirigible Scratch and Dent Zeppelin Emporium just all the same as all the other Scratch and Dent Zeppelin Emporiums that are closer to my home in Minneapolis? Well, you shouldn't ask that question because it's stupid and it's wrong. We're different than other Zeppelin Emporiums. Sure, we all compete for the same Scratch and Dent Zeppelins at police auctions and estate sales, but here in Staunchville, Minnesota, there are literally no buildings over three stories for 100 miles. That means cheap airspace to store blimps, airships, and Da Vinci-inspired flying machines. And we pass the savings along to you! Now, you may be saying to yourself, Hey, Chris Dirigible, I read in Popular Mechanics magazine that blimps may soon go out of style as a popular mode of transportation. False! The May 1937 edition of Popular Mechanics magazine is a goddamn slanderous liar. Blimps have always been the safest mode of modern travel, and they will always be room for safety in the family transportation market. I defy you to name me a single blimp accident that happened after May 1937. Even if we dispute its findings, we respond to the popular mechanic story by slashing prices. Many local purveyors of common goods, like zeppelins and furnitures, illustrate price slashing by cutting their product in half with chainsaws, like this one that I'm holding. But blimps are filled with inflammable gases, so that would cause an explosion none of us would survive. (laughs) Blimps are synonymous with safety, and so are we. That's why I'm terrified to even turn on this chainsaw near a blimp. Now I know what you're asking at home. Hey, Chris Dirigible, what are the legal requirements for owning and operating any of these air machines? The answer, various. Don't worry about it. I worried about it enough for the both of us, which is none. 
So come on down to Chris Dirigible's Scratch and Dent Zeppelin Emporium, where we'll put you in an airship today regardless of credit, flight hours logged, pilot license status, driver's license status, <laughs> organ donation status, or blood alcohol content. Chris Dirigible's Scratch and Dent Zeppelin Emporium, where the sky's the limit. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Uh, Mike Trost, uh, uh, I, I wrote that for Mike. Um, I'm not sure if he'd seen it before just now. <laughs> I did, but I don't remember what car salesman sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> it, I'll, let you, I'll let you in a, on a hint. Sounds like every other one of your characters that reads something alone. Not that one. <laughs> <laughs> like former gubernatorial candidate and current like, felon, okay, Mike Trost. Fine. Next time. We'll, um, get it, we'll get it in post. Can I use this moment to say that the Goodyear blimp won't respond to me on Twitter about letting me ride in a blimp? They won't let us. They won't let us. We've we've asked so many times. So many times. It still exists. This is a this is a good this is a nice moment to remind people you can leave your phones on, you can tweet. Uh, tweet at us, late nights underscore MPLS. Uh, yeah, hashtag everything, bastards. late nights MPLS. Uh, um, help out Lauren and Mike uh, tweeting at the Goodyear Blimp and yeah. ask them to let Lauren and Mike get on the Goodyear Blimp, but use hashtag late nights MPLS. Hashtag and let hashtag Mike let Lauren and Mike ride in a blimp. Please. That Please. is the longest <laughs> hashtag. That's all you need to say. It's pretty much, yeah, just pretty much just constantly tweet during the show those two hashtags. Okay, moving things along here. We... Obviously, we're into keeping things loose here uh, on the show. Um, we just complained about the Goodyear blimp not letting two of our cast members be on it. Uh, Which is true. Uh, and, in that, uh, and in that spirit, uh, Lucas has created a fun game for us. I did. Um, and also should stop making ice clink against his glass near um, his microphone. Well. Do you want me to do that while he's talking? Yeah, can someone else do it for him while he's talking? Yeah, Thank you, no. it's calming. Can we all make ice noise for a second? Clink, clink, I'm clink, angry. Clink. Uh, <laughs> anyways, clink. I'm just going to throw it over to Lucas to set up this game. Now it's time to play Was Emilio Estevez in that? <laughs> <laughs> it's a game where our contestants here at, this, uh, at these tables listen to me as I read synopses of movies where Emilio Estevez may or may not have starred in. These movies could be real, actual movies, or fake ones that I made up. <laughs> The contestants have never read these before and will never read them again. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm done reading the synopsis, ring in to tell me if it's real or not by saying ding or <laughs> your name. Um, <laughs> if no one rings in, I'll just yell at someone until they give me an answer. All right, you guys, you guys ready? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ready. Yes. All right. Yeah, we're good. All right, here we go. Here we go. The first one. After a fight with his wife, mm -hmm. who's leaving him, Dan's day is getting worse by the minute. He calls an old friend for a night of binge drinking and intoxication. They start a cathartic ride through the city's underbelly. Joe Rapp. Joe. Uh, you said I could say my name, so. Uh, that, that is a real movie. Yes, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's called Late Last Night. Sounds he terrible. Doesn't, he doesn't it even is. need to say the name of the movie to get it right. Um, he just says, that's a real movie? Well, you, <laughs> I'm Joe Rapp. Also, you answered the wrong question. The question is, was he in that? Not, is it a real movie? <sighs> wow, oh, I really... Oh, I he was in it. I get the point. I bungled okay. it. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I showed how to not play this. Yes, so. thanks, thanks. Thank you. Uh, Mike gets the point for getting it right. Nice. Uh, <laughs> the Wait, second movie. Was it? Clarifying question. Are these all real movies? Or well, we don't know that. Okay. We don't know that. <laughs> oh. You just have to ask me. You have to ask... You have to say, 
Well, is he in there or not? I like a game with a little mystery and intrigue, especially around the rules of the game. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Me too. We're all just happy that Emilio Estevez is getting some play on this podcast. <laughs> It's the first work he's had in a little while, but yeah. this is one of the best gigs he could get. Yeah. Do we have to pay him for this? Yes, no. we do. It's We're a not lot of to. money. <laughs> All right, the second one is, okay? Mm. The second mm. one is. Okay, if you say yes, you have to say what movie it is. Okay. All right? Okay. How about that? Gotcha. How about gotcha. that? Yeah. Other one was we figured it out. Point we figured it out. All right, second one is. A witness against the mafia is being secretly held till the trial when a violent attempt against her is made that kills several of her guards. Oh. She disappears, and Bill and Chris are sent to another stakeout. The one, this, this one is arranged by the DA's office and comes with Gina and her pet Rottweiler, who is to come to keep an eye and on them since the observation post is at a vacation resort community at the home of a judge. Bill and Chris are annoyed and every bit as childish as before. <laughs> yeah, Ding? Uh, Eric? That's me. Oh, <laughs> Eric? Uh, is that one stakeout? Two? No, that's technically wrong. Uh, that's technically wrong. Technically? Technically wrong. I withdraw my ding. Ooh, ding. <laughs> it another stakeout? Uh, huh, uh, was that? Another stakeout? Oh, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Correct. Yes. Got an Emilio Estevez fan running yep. those uh, yep. dials over there. <laughs> I'm not from the state. That's like the Mighty Ducks guy, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Wow. You, you know that. You know that he was like a movie star for the whole country, like sometime in the '80s. It doesn't matter. All you have to do is quack. That's all we know. Mm. Yeah, that's fair. All right, moving on. All right, the third movie. In a truck stop diner, a waitress has her hand cut by an electric knife that seems to have a mind of its own. What? From that point on, every manner of machine seems to come alive with an evil, violent personality. Ding. Ding. Ooh, oh, tie. I was going to make a joke, so you go ahead. <laughs> it, is, it is a real movie, and he plays the electric knife, and it's called The Electric Knife's Wife. Ooh, <laughs> you're half right. It is a real movie. Oh, dang. But you're wrong with everything else. <laughs> my joke was going to be, uh, my joke was going to be, it's Killdozer 3, oh, and so he plays a butt double. You're so close. It's. Uh, it's called Maximum Overdrive. Oh, oh, the Stephen King movie. Yes. Yeah. Uh, fun fact about that: half that movie, uh, when Stephen King directed that whole movie, half of it is when he was high on cocaine. Ooh. Ooh. So keep that's, that in your that's the best best cocaine part. fans. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Big cocaine. I know what half I want sure. to watch. I am pretty sure that that is the same applause that we got for Good Charlotte, <laughs> <laughs> and that explains a lot. <laughs> Those work together. All right, the fourth wait, movie. Wait, Lucas, did he? Quit using cocaine halfway through directing the movie, or did he start? Mm, nobody knows. Nobody knows. <laughs> he is the master of suspense. Yes, he is. All right, moving on. The next movie. When a rugged New York City cop has to go undercover as a foppish clown to bring down a heroin-infested community, he realizes that being a clown is his true calling. <laughs> Ding, not a real movie. Yeah, you're right. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> but it should. It's I'll very close to do it. the right thing. A I mean, foppish clown. <laughs> I mean, it it will be. It will. Uh, as soon as I get as soon as I get eighteen million dollars for the assurity bond. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that sounds like something that's uh, real, and I don't know what it is. <laughs> All right, next movie. 
What's that on the horizon? It's a California explosion. Up and coming gold pro- pro- prospector Hal Goodrich attempts to extract gold from the mountains by using his patented dynamite, which is just lots of gasoline. Jamie Lee Curtis also stars as the mayor of Burgertown. I'm just going to ding this and say that's not real. <laughs> I hope no, it's not. No, 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 another one that I'm trying to get made. <laughs> Ron Howard is attached to direct. But. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Otto is working at the grocery store when he loses his temper and quits. Befriended by a repo man, Otto sees a vehicle repossession as a kind of modern buccaneering. He's att- attracted by adventure and the who-gives-a-damn attitude of the other repo men. At the same time, a package is taken from a government lab that has strange effects on ev- anyone who sees it. It is hidden in a car, which the government lists for repossession and a hefty reward. Ding. Wow. Yes. Is that Repo Man? Oh, ding, ding, ding. Correct. <laughs> it's the the repo the the references to Repo Men in that like well, it, you, it, it was it, it helped. Yeah, we got telling. a listener on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Just one, hey, but hey, we got one. Hey, Lucas. You wrote like a hundred of these, right? A hundred and one. Oh, <laughs> Dalmatians. Uh, but here we go. We got two more, two more. Gotcha. So everyone just calm down. <laughs> All right, here we go. Here we go. School cafeterias will never be the same after the great food fight of 1981. And it was orchestrated. <laughs> Ding. No, hold on. <laughs> take, take your time. Let me get take your time, it. Lucas. Emilio Estevez is great in it. <laughs> Ding. Yes, it's a real movie, and he's in it. School cafeterias will never be the same after the great food fight of 1981, and it was orchestrated by Rat Fink Sr., Danny Bulowski, who has a sudden turn of heart when he discovers a time portal and is able to reconcile with his former self. Ding. Yeah? This is dumb, and I certainly hope this is not real. So it's no then? I no no because he said rat fink which sounds made up. That's uh, actually um, people call each other rat fink in 1930s around there. So, but it is not a real movie. Wow. Yes. All right. Uh, Have you registered all of these with the writers guild so that no one can steal your ideas? I hope not. I hope no one's listening government. Wait. <laughs> we're we're literally recording a podcast he right made now his and point. You he made his no point. I stand next to my point, sir. All right, last one. Last one. Here we go. Bounty hunters from this future transport. No, nah, never mind. This. No, nah, this is a stupid one. I don't want to read it. Okay. Really? Okay, I'll read it. Bounty hunters from the future transport a doomed race car driver to New York City in 2009, where he, his mind will be replaced with that of a dead billionaire. Ding. Yeah. That's speed. No, close, though. <laughs> Ding. Yes. Trading places. Close. Even closer. <laughs> Free Jack. Everyone's favorite movie in the world. Free Jack. That's a real movie. And he was in it. He was. And he was forgettable. <laughs> <laughs> no. Noticeably so. No one... Uh, I think there was like a four-way tie there. Mm. So let's just say that Mike won because he's I wearing a medal. I have a medal that says winner on it already. <laughs> so. Thank you. And that's the game. Who, uh, what, and uh, what was Emilio Estevez in that? Yeah. Thanks, Lucas. Um, 
the incomparable ramblings of Lucas Fanasic, everybody. Uh, okay, so we're uh, going to take another quick break. Uh, pay some bills again with another very real commercial. Um, if you're a fan of uh, Late Nights Minneapolis, um, you may have seen this before. It is one of our favorites. Uh, slightly recast uh, for this. So take it away, folks. Has this ever happened to you? You're in Boston because of course you are. Why would you be anywhere else? You look at your calendar and you see that it's St. Pat's Day this Friday. Fucking sweet. So you go out and you get wicked blitzed. And then you realize, oh, shit, kid. I think maybe I'm on, like, Cape Cod or something. Also, it's Sunday now, I guess. Well, it's happened to me, which means it could happen to you. Which means you should get I'm Over Here, an app that lets people know when you're lost and you don't want to keep it to yourself. It syncs with your contacts and GPS, so it's going to call the people closest by first. Oh, like my cousin Stevie in Marblehead. Yeah, what? Hey, Stevie, it's Connor. Connor? Yeah, Connor. Okay. Hey, Stevie, can you help me? I'm lost, but I don't want to pay for a cab and fuck Uber. Uh, okay, uh, where are you? Uh, let's see. There's a Papa Gino's down the road, and I just left a store 24. There's a house nearby with a pond in the yard. Wait, where? Uh, I see a, I see a cloud that kind of looks like a reindeer holding a bunch of bananas, but, uh, I don't think it's gonna rain, so... Uh, dude, I don't see that here. Oh. Oh, if your closest contact can't figure out where you are in 30 seconds, I'm over here, we'll call the next closest, too. Like my stepsister, Deanna, in Medford. Yeah, what? Hey, Deanna, it's Connor. Connor? Yeah, Connor. Okay. Hey, look, I'm lost, and Stevie doesn't know where I am, either. Well, where are you? If I knew, I wouldn't be calling you, would I? Ah, uh, dude, is that Deanna? Yeah, what? Deanna, it's Stevie. Hey, you want to come watch me wash my car? <laughs> if neither of those idiots can figure out where you are, I'm over here. We'll call whatever contact of yours looks like it might be apparent. Yeah, what? Hey, Ma, it's Connor. Connor? Yeah, Ma. Okay. Look, Ma, <laughs> look, Ma, I'm lost, and I tried calling Stevie and Deanna, but they don't know where I am. Oh, where are you? That That's what I said. Hi, Mrs. Casey. Oh, don't you hi me, Stevie. Aw, oh, Ma, leave him alone. He keeps hitting on you. Just because you're not related doesn't mean it's not weird. That's what I told him. It's not and weird at all. It's totally weird. You have you come like, around here since you're a little kid? Oh, my God. Okay, somewhere. I don't care. I don't care. I'm going to get lost, and I'm going to get a job at the lobster pot, and none of you will ever see me again. I'm over here, so your loved ones can help you out in a pinch. Assholes. <laughs> All right, that is uh, one of our. That's one of our. That's one of our favorite commercials. Uh, it was from uh, a St. Patty's Day episode uh, last year. No, this year. Yeah, this we're year? still in the same calendar year. Oh, I know a calendar oh, work. Let it die. <laughs> this year. Yeah. Year. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, so we uh, part of the reason that we're sort of reintroducing some of this stuff is uh, it, we do these things like once on stage and then never again, and we miss them. Um, we wish that they could come back. So now we have a recording of this that Ian Fishman, our director who wrote that, uh, hey. can show his parents and be proud of for some reason. I will show them this audio. <laughs> Dude. Rob Thomas says hi. <laughs> you know Rob Thomas? Yes. Everybody in Boston knows Rob Thomas. The guy from Santana? That's right, yeah. Well, I could have been Ben Affleck if I was born him. <laughs> okay, we're going to move on now. <laughs> um, uh, we want to share with you another sketch that we uh, just really 
uh, loved or were sort of enamored with and creeped out by uh, from uh, Late Nights Minneapolis. Uh, this one, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, was written by our Lauren Schwein. Um, uh, and she will take it away. Greetings, fellow life travelers. You've been having a rough time lately, haven't you? Well, that's okay. It's all going to be okay. There are many stressful situations in the world, but what if we told you there was another option? Imagine a place where you can find freedom from the stress of the world. Imagine a place where no one will judge you. Well, such a place exists. We would like to extend an invitation for you to join us in... The the Woods! (laughs) The Woods is an emotional retreat for those of us who are scared and don't want to try. The Woods is hosted by a small group of women, gays, and others who thought about trying and then got sleepy and decided not to. We don't know how to fish or camp. Or what a compass is for. But everything is scary. And we don't like it. Join us as we abandon our cars on 35W past Forest Lake. To take a long nap on the ground in whatever copse of trees we happen upon. There's no health insurance where we're going, but there won't be here anymore either. The retreat begins on January 19th and ends when we run out of protein bars or our parents find us. Sure, you could call your congressperson or march during protests. And maybe that will work, but also, have you considered just giving up? The woods is a spiritual retreat, or so I'm telling my mother. It costs whatever you've got, because the more money you give us, the more protein bars we can buy. We're going to the woods. And we think you'll like it there. We read about it in a book, and it just sounds nice. (laughs) We've got enough protein bars to last us days, weeks even. It's either this or screaming all the time. (laughs) Join Join us. The Woods. Why try when you could not try? (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Uh, I particularly love that because in the original version, uh, when we did it on stage, it was my job to, I think I think my job was to wander the audience, hand people pamphlets and dried leaves, and just mumble, the woods, at them as I did it during the sketch. Everybody else was in the sketch. I just did that. Um, and if I remember correctly, those pamphlets had nothing on them. Oh. They were just giving people pamphlets that said that just- No, no, no. Uh, no I, I made those? pamphlets. I made pamphlets. <laughs> oh. Also, oh. that wasn't in the script. I don't know why you guys did that. <laughs> Mike made the pamphlets. I made pamphlets. And I had those and I had those dead leaves. It seemed like a shame to let them all go to waste. <laughs> and like honestly, I'm just mumbling the woods most of the time anyways. anyways yeah, that's true. Um. So were you like ruining that sketch for people in the audience? Yes. Oh. I would say I was making it a multimedia experience. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people are really tactile. They like to hold something in their hands. Sure. And I gave them leaves. <laughs> I can't pay attention to theater unless I'm holding something. Especially leaves. Stephen um. remembers rotary phones. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I do. Um, so, I just want to uh, take a second here um, uh, and note a brief uh, a brief shift in the show. But before that, um, we're talking about the other show that we do quite a bit, Late Nights Minneapolis. Uh, our next show is Sunday, November 19th at 7.30 p.m. at the Phoenix Theater. Tickets and other reverie uh, can be found at latenightsminneapolis.com. You can find us on what? LateNightsMPLS.com. Oh, yeah, LateNightsMPLS.com. I just, I just read it that way because it's efficient shorthand. Um, LateNightsMPLS.com. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at LateNights underscore MPLS, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube user LateNightsMPLS. No underscore. 
Uh, see, I told you we're multimedia as fuck. Um, uh, uh, let's move into the second half of like our podcast show here. Uh, this is where things will get, believe it or not, looser. Uh-huh. Um, don't don't get much looser than this. Uh, it it brings us though uh, into into a more experimental uh, phase. Like we like doing this. We we do the. We do the show on the stage. It's a variety show. It's all very scripted. Ian's kind of a hard ass about us showing up on time. Um, You're welcome. Yeah, no. I wasn't saying it was a bad thing. I was saying it's less fun for me to have to remember my lines. Yeah, that's fair. Um, fair, but, fair. Uh, but so we do this so we can, so we can uh, be, uh, be weird about some stuff uh, from time to time. Um, uh, and that's that's going to bring us to our next segment, which uh, was created for us by Lauren Schwein, called Notes from Your Phone. Uh, we're all comedians, which means we're constantly on the lookout for things to comment on, make fun of, or shoehorn a butt joke into. It also means that we're constantly writing down half-baked ideas that never turn into anything at all. Uh, Notes from Your Phone is our fun new game where the cast just goes through their phone and looks for notes that they wrote down while inspired, sleepy, or drunk, probably drunk, uh, and were supposed to be funny, but either never turned into anything, or they don't remember why they wrote it down in the first place, <laughs> because they were drunk. Uh, so since it's your idea, you're on the spot. Go ahead, Lauren. Um, this just says, Kafka's metamorphosis, but he turns into a pony, so no one cares because he's so cute. <laughs> 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 I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't know why we thought we'd have. I don't know why we thought we'd have like like comments or or ideas <laughs> on this because no one could. Uh, no one could figure out what these things were in the first place. Yeah. Um. Uh, I have, Mike, I have one. Um. So the very top note on my thing says misogynistic, and I remember what that's about. Um. I wanted to write a sketch where people were mean to mermaids. <laughs> <laughs> Never got past the development stage. <laughs> so, yeah. Mm. Actually, I have a thing here that just says Osama bin Laden is not a role model. <laughs> I mean, truth. Here's a, here's a weird truth thing. Comedy. Here's a weird thing. I don't know if that was a joke I was writing or something for work. Oh, that's <laughs> true. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a note that just says I don't floss on Saturdays because we all deserve a break. <laughs> that's, that's like a fortune. Yeah. I, I have one that says, waking up but not waking up to peeing in bed. I, I don't pee the bed, but I'm not sure what that was about. It doesn't sound like it. <laughs> I'm, maybe I didn't pee like bed. Maybe do. It does seem that way. Um, I have one. Um, most of, I, I broke my phone really recently, and Aww. I had to use thank you. Aww. Um, and I had to switch back to my old phone from like 2015, and all of these are just notes of like really horrible things that Lauren has said to me that I had to write down. First one says sloppy Lauren pockets, um, which I later looked up is a sloppy Joe, but put into a crescent roll. <laughs> that's, that's what that's called. So if you ever do that, it's a sloppy Lauren I pocket. I am so smart. <laughs> <laughs> Lucas, Ada? I had an idea for a game show um, that you have to sing Everyone just says, what would you say over and over and again? <laughs> but they never really answer the question. Yeah. That's, I, I don't know why we haven't put that on the stage yet. Right? It's, it's so funny to hear you say that. I had one that was just love is a battlefield. 
over and over and over again. <laughs> and it just went, but it went on for the full duration of what that song would be. But no one goes, we are strong! No, it's I, just love is a battlefield. I think you guys, it. remix. Huh, it's gonna have yeah, to happen. Perfect. Horrible. Come back next month. Um, Here's a thing that just says, uh, Lucas and Steven paint still lifes in short shorts. <gasps> I remember that. I remember that. that. Yeah. You wanted to do it over intermission. Yeah, these are things, a lot of these things are things that, like, when I get drunk and write things down in my phone, I then pitch them to late nights as legitimate sketch ideas. Right, and then we have to do them. A legitimate another stupid thing that I wrote into my phone once is uh, uh, the title of a Time Life uh, collector's uh, edition box set, um, Cardboard Box Robots Doing Classic Comedy Bits of the 30s and 40s. Uh, late nights was kind enough to let me do that on a stage. You did yeah. not shut month. up about it. Yeah, yeah. that it went on for a good us. year and a half. Yeah, like, well, they were kind enough because I wore them down. <laughs> uh, this note just says, "You know what's fucked up? I dream of genie. You know it's also fucked up how dope her pants were." <laughs> <laughs> on the topic awesome. of pants, I have um, boyfriend jeans. Cute and slouchy. Man friend jeans? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, sick burn. I, uh, I found one uh, from right after I moved to Minnesota, uh, which was Trufta or Oof Dare. And uh, <laughs> I you did not understand that phrase yet. I, uh, I, I, I beg to differ. I had a full understanding of that phrase, and it still went nowhere. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. Yeah, that's, yeah, there's a reason why that stayed in the phone for six years. Eric, do you have anything? I do not have anything. Anything. Oh, good. Like not... you're like every joke that you've ever thought of has turned into a great final product. That's correct. Okay, fine. <laughs> Since Eric has shamed us all, we're gonna just go down the line, starting with me. We'll we'll each do one more. Oh, um, no. uh, a thing that I've also pitched to late nights. Um, gold prospectors hailing Satan. That's all it is. Mm. Solid. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Let's no. imagine. Solid this for idea. A okay. I'd rather not. No! <laughs> Hail Satan! Oh, All right, it. you're that's right. Terrible. <laughs> uh, this says, making friends, that's always just fucking gross until you make them feel uncomfortable. I don't, I don't know why. Yikes. Um, <laughs> Sorry. I think dark. I figure I imagined this at stand-up. Uh, have you ever been shopping around for a new therapist and found one you like and then saw her in a one-piece bathing suit changing at the YWCA while you were only a towel and then you accidentally made eye contact? <laughs> Stand up or the Just first chapter of your memoir. Yeah, definitely that. Yeah. Um, this is a quote directly from a gentleman's suitor at a gay bar who came up to me. Um, and these are the only words he said to me before he mysteriously disappeared. He said, I'm 41 and I'm mostly made out of cardboard and super gulu. <laughs> Two things. One, did he pronounce glue that way? I forgot how to pronounce it and I worked through it. And two, <laughs> you're still looking for that man, aren't you? Uh, every day. <laughs> He's my everything, my hero. Oh, I can't get rid of that note now. <laughs> um, I, I admittedly don't use my phone for my notes. I'm more of a pen to paper guy myself. But uh, I, I have some notes in here. I got I have one. Uh, it just says, don't swear loyalty to Lady Marjorie. <laughs> I don't know what it Good is. advice for all of us, really. Good advice. I all right. I have one that says, I've reached the life stage where my mom talks to my cat like her grandchild. It's not really a joke. It's just a cautionary observation about my life. <laughs> uh, 
this is one that uh, I, I remember, like, I woke up from this. And I, I was just, like, I was giggling in my sleep. And I and I put this down, and, like, either the, this either this idea was just that bad, and it was hilarious to me in my sleep, or I just never got it. One way or another, it's going to be lost in the ether outside of, um, I'm a shoe, but doing a tight 45. <laughs> yeah, that's, yep, I woke is up European, for that. European sizes? Because that's, like, an eight in America. No, 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 like a tight, like, I'm doing a, like a, like, I usually do, like, 60 minutes for my set, for my stand-up set. But this one's just a tight 45 because I'm a shoe. It makes sense. Yeah. Right. Yep. Right. Mm, I yep. got it. I, yeah. Yeah, we can let that one go forever. I love yeah. jokes. Yep. You still got to trim three minutes off for a Comedy Central hour. Mm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tighten it up. One day. Yeah. That's, that's my new lifelong dream. Thanks, man. Yeah. Um, okay. We're going to move on from this forever. Uh, <laughs> from this shoe doing stand-up thing. Um, uh, so... I have, uh, if if you would indulge me with something personal for for a moment here, um, this whole show is indulging you. <laughs> <laughs> well, Eric's fired. <laughs> After the show, keep doing this. Uh, um, no, I I've I've been through some uh, fairly sizable life changes recently. Um, the aforementioned balding. Uh, um. The fact that uh, my truck is now old enough to drink, that sort of thing. Um, a lot of those things have filled me with anxiety. Uh, so I do this to you. Um, so I decided that I would give guided meditation a try. Uh, I thought I might share a few of the recordings that I've used um, in case they're also helpful for you in the audience who are listening at home to relax. So uh, first... You are embarking on a guided meditation journey to the center of yourself in your own mind. Over the next few minutes, I will be your guide as you look inward, learn to block out distractions, and feel the power of being alone with yourself. Please close your eyes. You are completely alone in the universe. No one can reach you. No one can distract you. No one can come to your aid. This is time for you and you alone. Embrace it now, and it can last the rest of your life. You are alone in solitude. Soon, you will feel your mind clearing. There will be no distractions. There will be no other living beings. It will just be you alone in the universe. Everyone you ever loved or ever loved you is gone. You have finally vanquished them. You are at peace. Breathe in that empty feeling. Recognize that you are alone, completely alone. You will always be alone. There is no one there for you to be distracted by. You are powerful. You are the only living being in the universe. You are likely quite lonely. You will always feel like this. <laughs> okay, so that might, that might be the best example. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't feel great after that. Uh... Sort of just filled me with existential dread. Um, uh, let's try another one. Uh, uh, and play. <laughs> Close your eyes. Take a deep breath in and let it out. Take another deep breath in and begin to count backwards from 10, slowly. By the time you reach one, you will be in deep relaxation, enjoying a slumber you've missed all your life, yet fully awake fully present. 10. You are calm, 
You are relaxed. You are diving deep in your own consciousness. Nine. The chatter around you slowly starts to dissipate. Breathe in. Breathe out. Eight. You notice a light current of water flowing beneath you, drifting down the back of your neck, the back of your legs. Cool. Damp. Refreshing. Breathe in. Breathe out. Seven. The current beneath you is picking up, faster and faster. It's beginning to lift you slowly but surely, and as you float, you feel one hand, two hands, three hands, four hands, eight hands, gently supporting each extremity. You hear a soft beep, some light chatter in the distance. No matter. You are here. You are calm. Six. Feel those hands slowly start to push towards each other, gently compressing your body. You relax into the sensation. You let go. While the water is no longer rushing beneath you, it is noticeably thicker, warmer, viscous. Relax. Five. As your body compresses more and more and more, you take your deepest breath yet. Breathe in. And as you let out that breath, those hands gently guide you forward, calmly but firmly, while you lean further into a deep, dark, warm slumber. Four. You slowly reach down to your stomach and find a small, limp, tripe-like cord you forgot you had, yet somehow it seems like you've had it all your life. You call out your own name, Wait, but... Wait, what? Well, hold on. Okay. What I don't are you know, listening to? I don't know why I've never noticed this before. Is that one about me being born, me giving birth to myself, or me being born again? Wait, is this a Christian allegory thing? Have I been tricked in, into becoming some sort of like new? Okay, this is not working. Do you know, like, what, have you had any changes happen in your life since since any of these? Like, I mean, I. No. No. Okay. All I'm right. still. I'm still incredibly anxious. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remembered my own birth at one point in time, but that oh. may have been from the mescaline. Sure. Sure. Um, sure. Uh, thanks, clapping for good Charlotte and cocaine guy for laughing at that mescaline joke. <laughs> <Solid>. <laughs> Let's hang out later. <laughs> okay. So this is this is not working. Maybe just hang here with me while I try and. Why? Just try and record one for myself for future use. Join me as I guide me on meditation for relaxation. Close your eyes and picture yourself sitting alone on a mountaintop, kissed by the clouds, a gentle breeze playfully caressing my beard. Inhale the crisp mountain air and survey your commanding surroundings, thousands of feet above the ground. The breeze grows in strength and shoes away the clouds. You clear your mind and inhale again as the wind gusts and you feel yourself losing your footing and tumbling off the mountain. <laughs> you embrace the serenity of the free fall, knowing there is nothing you can do to save yourself. As you accelerate off the mountain at 32 feet per second per second, <laughs> again close your eyes and imagine that the rush of the free fall is the gentle lapping of the waves of a bay in paradise. 
lapping at your toes with its warm, crystalline waters, filling you with a sense of warmth as its tropical riptide carries you out to sea. The warm, soothing waters drag you further and further down into the depths of the sea. <laughs> the reassuring pressure of the water above you convinces you that you cannot be harmed. As you accept your ophelic fate and feel the warmth that ancient mariners called the sailor's embrace, you again close your eyes and imagine that you are... You know what? I don't even want to know where this is going after this. Yeah, I think you like, die. Do I get, I think do I get you eaten die. by a shark or swallowed by a volcano? Okay, this is harder than it sounds. Have you ever experienced relaxation? I think the most relaxed I've ever been was reading that just then. I'm really honest. This actually worked for me. This, like, increased my stress level. Yeah. So. <laughs> well... Thanks for uh, thanks for coming on this journey with Ruby because I feel fucking great. Yeah. Um, uh, thanks to uh, Ian Fishman for helping me uh, write those. Um, sure. uh, and we are now moving on from uh, that terrible attempt to relax all of you. So here's what I like to do at comedy shows sometimes. I like to keep the energy up and then be like, just go to sleep. <laughs> just gonna talk to you real serenely for a second. Just please sleep. Um, uh, but if you're not asleep yet, and you're still listening uh, at home, especially if you're still listening at home, like laying in bed, uh, and you're not asleep, and you have not yet purchased tickets to Late Nights Minneapolis, Sunday, November 19th at 7.30 p.m. at the Phoenix Theater, you're practically stealing from us. This show is free. The one that you are listening to now, thank you all for paying for it. You'll get a special re reward later, people in the theater. Um, Pizza party. Uh, no, don't, don't, don't tell them that. Don't tell them yeah, that. We can't deliver on that. It's DiGiorno. <laughs> so it's not delivered. And it's okay. one piece. Stop, we can't afford Mike, this sponsorship. Mike, show everybody the medal again, because you, you win best stupid joke of the night. I did it. Um, uh, you can also catch our next later nights here at the Bryant Lake Bowl uh, on December 2nd at 10 p.m. Uh, you can go to bryantlakebowl.com to get tickets there. Um, so this is a uh, this is a, uh, a a pretty loose show, but it kind of reminds me of uh, public radio shows in uh, in a certain few ways. And I'm gonna vamp for a second while our technical director Eric uh, handles some business. Um, uh, I'm also going to turn right back to the microphone while I sharply make S sounds. Uh, that'll be fun to take out of the recording later. If we need to, I can, we can add more S's in post. Ooh. Yeah, can everybody just like shh? Oh, yeah. Snakes. Like, snakes. 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 The rest of it, though, I'm going to take up smoking. Um, uh, That's my thing. <laughs> He sounded so much more innocent that time. <laughs> That's my thing. Um, so it reminds me a lot of public radio shows. So I formulated this uh, fun game where it's basically an improv game. I've created a new improv form uh, <laughs> that I am the host of. Um, uh, you get paid royalties for creating improv forms, right? No, yes. no, you don't. Yeah. Well, I do. Anyway. Oh, you just don't. you. <laughs> I okay. get all the royalties. Um, well, it's been a pretty eventful week here in Lake Joby gone, Minnesota, the little town on the lake where Joe's family owns a cabin that they don't know we all have keys to. Wait, 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 wait. What? <laughs> Deal with it. Most of the cast spends quite a bit of time there with our feet dangling off the dock that Joe's family painstakingly installs every year or drinking the beer that is 
family painstakingly put in the fridge in the basement. Or patching the holes that we made in the drywall that Joe's family painstakingly hung on the frame of the cabin that they keep just a few degrees too cool to be comfortable this time of year. No one is supposed to be there during the week. We turn the heat down during the week. What, what are you guys doing Main Street the other day in town? And I thought, and a thought occurred to me. It's been awfully nice of all the people in town to keep quiet about the rest of the cast hanging out all the time uh, when they run into Joe's family on the weekend. So I ducked into Mary's Mary gift shop and asked Mary if there's anything we could do to repay them. She said they don't get much for news, this isn't just gossip up there, and it might be nice to have a newscast for the town on the radio. Or failing that, a podcast. Or failing that, a segment of a podcast. <laughs> so here now is the news from Lake Jobigon. Our top story the, uh, this week comes to us from, let's say, Lucas. <laughs> and is about the health of the lake itself. <coughs> The health of the lake is fine. Uh, <laughs> I just, I, 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 got, I took two empty jars and filled them, and I held them up to the sun, and they were still brown. The water is brown. Brown and fine. Brown, fine water. So, how many, how many parts per million of brown would you say is in that water? Mm, depends on the day. Depends on what, you know, if I look directly in the sun that day. <laughs> Can you, can you tell us how the brown is affecting the local economy? Ooh, don't get me started uh, on that. I mean, like, the mud is in the water. You know, the mud. You can't get mud out of water. I mean, that's, that's what I've always said, and that's what I'll always say. You think, you think the townsfolks of Lake Jobagon have tried a Brita filter? Mm, uh, I, I don't know if they know her, but I can ask around. Thanks, Lucas. No problem. See ya. I'm going to go drive around. <laughs> so, what? <laughs> this is the town that your family uh, has a cabin in. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, uh, so, uh, keeping the news moving along, the news report moving along, keeping it tight. Um, our next report, uh, <laughs> this is super tight, well scripted. Uh, our next report comes to us... Uh, uh, from Ada Walton, uh, as Ada describes to us the preparations for Christmas decorations on Main Street. You guys, this year it is going to be amazing. And by amazing, I mean better than good. We have, <laughs> we have real trees this year that have replaced our fake trees, that replaced the real trees from the year before. I have hand-sewn garland. All of it yourself? Yes! I found it on Pinterest. What you do is you take little pieces of plastic and you cut it really, really small, and then you take some super glue. And you want to, you need a right kind of super glue for the plastic, so you have to be really careful. It takes, you burn your hands a little bit, um, but when it's burning, that's when you know it's going to be beautiful, and then that's my motto for life, and it's, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> Well, thank you for that report, Ada, and uh, I really hope that uh, we, we win you that local Polk Award for your previous series, oh. Burning Me is Beautiful, <laughs> an eight-part investigative report. I, I'd be so honored. <laughs> um, now here uh, on the news from Lake Jobigon is our very own Ian Fishman to describe to us the Inside the Biggest Ice House on the Lake winter concert series. 
Thanks, Stephen. It's been a it's been a pretty good year this year. Um, it's been a lot of jazz for such a little town. Um, it seems like <laughs> it's been. I, I'm sorry. It's been it's been delightful. It's um, a lot of people are still learning. Um, it's all saxophones. Um, it's really loud. <laughs> Wait. So so it's just like a dozen saxophones inside an ice house. More, more than like, it, it's more like 60 to 70. How many people fit inside the ice house? 60 to 70. <laughs> okay, so it's just, it's just jammed to the rafters with people, but there's no audience? That's, that, I mean, that's how you get into these, to this concert series. It's fully participatory. Um, they're, they're very adamant about no spectators. So if you're going to take part in, in the concert, you're going to take part in the concert. If I forgot my saxophone, are there spare saxophones I can borrow? There are. It's kind of like if you go to a really nice restaurant, you need to borrow a jacket. Exactly. Um, yeah, it's, uh, if you go to this, if you go to the series at Lake Jobigan, you will have uh, there is a dozen saxophones there that are there but um, if you are planning to forget your saxophone just in case I suggest that you get there early so sort of like a sacket no thanks for that Ian <laughs> <laughs> moving on uh, here to give us the high school sports report from the town of Lake Jobagon Mike Trost thanks Stephen <laughs> Well, sports, they're going. <laughs> there's, there's football, and that's pretty much it. But there's spectating, and boy, that's where the real action happens. You got people chanting things and dressing up in colors, and oh, it's festive. And honestly, it's my favorite part. Ooh, there was a float. Are we winning? What? Are we winning? The game, or I think what everybody wants to know is, are we winning the sport? You know, a possibly lot of... also what sport is it, Mike Trous? It's football. Sports. It's football. Oh, okay, from great, what great. I understand. Great. And uh, the scholarships these kids are gonna get, I'm sure one of them for sure is going to college. <laughs> <laughs> That's an exciting development. Thank yeah. you for that report, Mike Trous. Absolutely. Go sports. <laughs> ah, the Lake Wobegon fighting sports. <laughs> Anything better than going to a game and seeing the hometown team do sports. <laughs> Bringing us our, uh, our next story tonight uh, is uh, Lauren Schwein uh, discussing with us the tax incremental financing district and the municipal bond issue <laughs> that is plaguing the rebuild of the municipal event center that was destroyed and has not yet received the federal aid it needs. <laughs> <laughs> it is a problem. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> do you think? Do you think? Yes, I'm back. Hello. Okay. <laughs> do you think our our member of Congress might come through with some help? I do not think they will. No. Okay, that makes a lot of sense to me. Yes. Um, how is this affecting the townspeople? It's affecting them because they don't understand the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I understand it either, and I just made it up. <laughs> you, think that, you think that the town will survive this, though? I do, um, especially because Joe Rep's family has been so instrumental in opening up their home to all the townsfolk no, and letting us drink not. their beer. What? No. Please don't give the keys to other people. Joe Rep's mother is so sweet and yeah. so kind and that like she puts out this like 
Like, I mean, I imagine that the food is for us because, you know, she bought it. It is not. And she's very <laughs> kind, and I've met her before. So, like, her concern and love for the community is just, like, felt in every way that we invade her home. That, that, that sounds terrible. Just saying the word invade <laughs> her home sounds awful. We'll get to you, uh. Joe Rapp. <laughs> <laughs> Moving now to our investigative report with Joe Rapp. <laughs> Why does the entire town of Lake Jobagon hate Joe Rapp's family? Joe Rapp? What? Why? I thought we just established they love my family. No, they're just taking your home. Yeah, you oh. think we'd take your house if, if we loved you? Wow, this got really real. I am very sad. I thought everyone loved me and my family. Well, that's Joe Rapp's family correspondent, <laughs> Joe Rapp, emotionally crumbling before your eyes. And that's the news from Lake Jobagon, where all the news is made up, the reporters are clever enough, and every sketch ends in a joke using the rule of threes. <laughs> that's going to be it for our podcast for tonight. Um, we're going to take a quick 10-minute intermission uh, which I'm saying now, uh, I could have said this after we stopped the recording, but I'm saying it now so that people who are listening to it know that they're missing out on things. Missing <laughs> oh. We're going to take a quick 10-minute inter intermission. We're going to come back. Uh, we're going to do uh, a couple of fun things for you, including literally playing a drinking game at the end. Um, uh, so if you are listening at home, that's what you're missing. But thanks for, uh, thanks for tuning in to uh, Later Nights with Late Nights Minneapolis. Uh, and thank you to Eric, our technical director, uh, for managing all the business and making sure that this is at least passable before I have to cut it later. Thanks to Ian, Ada, Lucas, Mike, Lauren, and Joe. You're especially welcome. Joe for letting us steal his family's ancestral home. Uh, this has been the first inaugural debut edition of Later Nights with Late Nights Minneapolis. Thanks for listening. <laughs>